0: Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you.
1: And they didn't acknowledge me. It's always a problem in Nigeria. You go to a function, you're going to spend half the time talking, recognizing people. Because if you don't recognize somebody, it's trouble. You see the people, everybody rushing up to the MC. They will give him one name. Then another big man enters. The man, somebody will you say, And why we were talking? Our father. Blah, blah, blah. Because if you don't do it, you're in trouble. You won't get your contract. In our language, that means that they will hold a grudge against you. And when something else comes up later, they will remember you did not recognize them. And these same people will tell you, my humble self. <laughs> it's not humility, it's false humility. Even in the church. You see them, they don't wear, they, you know, they and. <laughs> But the same people are extremely proud. Pride is not not what men say it is. It's what God says it is. Humility is showing the will of God when you don't feel like it. Pride is the opposite. You don't do the will of God because you don't feel like it. Because your emotions and your feelings and what people said about you are more important than the word of God. So you get angry. And you feel insulted. A whole of Lube Johnson. <laughs> I use myself as an example. You know, like Paul did. You know, when Paul would write, he would say, I use Cephas and myself, you know, as types. A eh, whole eh, eh, me. I go to a place, A, eh, they will recognize me. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor Bueger, they did me bad I've been stranger like that i don't even talk about it, except I use it as an example to preach and I, would, I don't even tell the details. you know many, many times I'll do things for people. I'll say, don't tell anybody say a word. There have been places I've gone places where i've been I won't use the word insulted, but I've not been. Recognized or honored as I should have been, and I recognize that it was actually what they did was wrong, you know, because they should have. The Bible says honor, oh, give honor to mono. You know, but I don't talk about it. I won't, I won't even tell anybody about it. And I always say, God, thank you for that test. Let me see if my heart if do I get upset? If I'm still upset, I have a problem. If my emotions are still Oh, they recognize me. Uh, you, you, you can't go far yet. God still has a lot of work. That's why God kept Joseph two extra years in the prison. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody. here. You know, I want to go to ability, but God is keeping me in this humility. <laughs> I want to go to ability. He bring me back again. It's because this is so important. Mercy Lord. Brabimba, put that scripture just to kind of summarize what we did last week. Hopefully, we'll, we'll start this week soon. Amen. Yeah. No, um, no, no, the full the full confession, the one on self-judgment, the second one. This is not the full thing, this is just a part of it. I I told you in the morning. Right. put it on. I have to use it to teach it's all these confessions you'll find them on the spcc mobile app if you on the mobile it's a very nice app they they you see you know somewhere at the bottom you see prayers confessions okay so click on prayers and you will see no it's not this one pray for them up there mercy 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 you know while God is having mercy on them. <laughs> you know talking about that confession, God gave it to me some years ago it was brought by revelation you know and it, yes, this is it you judge yourself, then you, you look at we're going to look at it in a minute but i just summarize it, it, you deal with relationship to God relationship to those that are under you relationship to those that are above you God taught me. He said, you have to be humble to everybody. My wife and I, by the grace and the mercy of God, you know, our children, you know, Tosi and William, Dara, uh, Moi, Moe is getting married to uh, now, soon, and uh, Joseph, I listen to them. I listen to them. Sometimes they'll say, mommy, daddy, this is uh, because you see, there are some things they know and I don't know. Because of life. I'm not in America with Joshua. I'm not in London with Ituno. You know? There are things they know that I don't know. But with Moyolua, say, ah, no, 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 daddy. This is how this is being done now. So, I said, Oh, I didn't know. So, okay, show me, tell me. I'm not as if I accept everything they say, but, you know, I, you know, I listen. I've learned, and my wife and I, we've learned. Listen! You don't know everything. You are not God. And never will be. You're just getting more and more like God. But don't forget, you are never will become God. Ah, that should humble us. I was joking with Laulu and, and David. I said, you're not God yet. <laughs> so, keep your phones open. So, when I call you, you answer then they start laughing I, 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 I know you are becoming more like God but you are not God yet <laughs> you know the thing gets to all of our heads Pastor Andrew said there 80 you are know, eight, a you know, general overseer and Pastor Andrew Church <laughs> now let's, let's look at this everyone say I judge myself open your mouth Turn to your neighbor say, if you judge yourself, then God will not have to raise people to judge you. I heard Kenneth Copeland say this many, many years ago. Oh. Kenneth Copeland has his tape series. It's been, It's old now. I'm sure it's still in their ministry. You have to probably order for it specially. Brother Emiko was the one who gave me that tape series. I just came from England and God told me to go and work with Brother Emiko. That very day. Can Copeland send us a whole truckload of books and tapes that we give permission to be able to sell and distribute in Nigeria? I remember, you know, it was that house in Abu? No furniture, or nothing. So Brian Miko said, you know, ministry. He said Olubi. I said, sir. He said, this you must listen to it and master it. Six steps to excellence in ministry. You want know Ken Copeland's best series? This was was preached in 1977 to rhema bible training students Bible center students he was called as guest minister as their um what the commencement it's 1977 i wasn't even born again then ken copeland preached this message and i remember in one of the messages he talked about this humility thing you know and he said this he said if I, if I do something that is wrong, I will slap myself so that another person will not come and slap me. It never left me. So, 1982, 1981, I made some mistakes. You know, I got into a relationship I should not have gotten into. And I, you know, God broke it. You know, so I had to go apologizing to people. And I did. You know, but in my room, privately, you know, I did that thing. It's good to hear the correct word of God. I slapped myself. I'm telling you the truth. I did it. I said, stupid boy. I spoke to myself. Can you do a stupid thing and you know bring disrespect to God's name? And you know I never did that kind of nonsense again. Judge yourself, who be hard on yourself. Don't condemn yourself, but judge yourself. Don't let God have to raise outsiders to come and judge you. The universe, we have a lovely saying, you know, none of our proverbs. If you don't listen at home, it is outsiders who will come and teach you. I judge myself. And I condemn my wicked actions. See, I don't condemn myself, but I condemn what I did that was bad. And attitudes of omission and commission, up till now. And so crucify, I didn't hear you. By the spirit, the sin nature, and its lusts in my soul and body that caused it. You see, what caused me to do what I did? He said, "It is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth." That's why we need revelation knowledge, Pastor Kweiga. We need to understand, you know, so you don't condemn yourself. You condemn the sin nature that is inside you that made you do it. And what do you do to a condemned criminal? Firing squad. You kill it. You kill it. You crucify it. That's why, but you do it by the Spirit. That's where we got this from. That's what Paul meant in Romans 8, verses 2 and 3. He said that, you know, uh, um, um, what the law could not do, in that it was weak through. This will be paraphrased. Through the cynic that's in the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness, watch this, of sinful flesh and condemned sin in the flesh. It took revelation to unravel the, you know, I, I, I can I, complain to. I heard 1980, this is 43 years ago, I was, went to America camp meeting. Kenneth Copeland taught from Romans chapter 8. law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And God had began to speak to me about some of those things in England. But Kenneth Copeland being a senior to me, spiritually, he amplified, clarified, you know, confirmed, amplified and clarified. Many of the things God was telling me. And this was one of the things Kenneth Copeland said. I've never forgotten it. He said that Romans 8 is just opening up to our generation. Yes! Christians don't understand Romans eight. That's forty three years ago. He said, "Where you know?" Then he gave he gave kudos and gave honor to E. W. Kenyon and Papa Hagen. These were the these are some of the guys who God through who through whom God had began to open up Romans eight. You can never understand Romans eight if you don't understand spirit, soul, and body. If you don't understand that it's the spirit that gets born again and the sin nature is up here. You can never understand it. You keep mixing it up. You mix the spirit with the soul. You mix the soul with the spirit and you just get into an entangled confusion mess. That's where uh, uh, um, legalism comes in from. Wear this, don't wear that, all that. That's not going to solve the same problem. Condemn sin in the flesh. Go back to the confession. Thank you, Bimbo. The sin nature and its lust in my soul. So, what I crucify is not me. I crucify, it's me, in a sense. I crucify the sin nature in me. That caused it. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law. When I will do good, evil is present with me. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? Or this death nature that is inside my physical body. We gave the illustration some months ago. You know, in the days of the Roman Empire, when a person kills a murderer, they would take the dead body of the person that he killed. Then they will hook it up to his own physical body on a cross, tight, so he cannot escape from what he did. So that dead body begins to putrefy. It begins to decay. And as he does, the, the worms that are entering will start entering his own body and start disturbing until the man dies. Well, the, the Romans were terrible. They had some terrible punishments. It was that that God had in mind that Paul wrote what he wrote. If you didn't come from the Roman Empire and you didn't understand, you wouldn't be able to get an insight. That's what means, says. Who shall deliver me? I've been shackled. To this physical body that has sin nature and death inside. My spirit is alive. But my body is dead. So what do I do? What I need to do now is I can't, I can't be free from the body. I don't want to go to heaven. I don't want to die. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the life that is inside the spirit. And push it inside the body. And push the sin nature out. Give the Lord a clap, offering. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall give life to your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. You're all screaming and shouting. You know why? You know what life is. You know what spirit is. That's why it's clear to you. The average Christian does not know what life is. So when he reads that scripture, he's blind to him. Oh, he thinks of the resurrection. Okay, yeah. Uh, Where well, we getting the sweet by and by the spirit of him? Hmm. This is not, he's not talking about the sweet by and by he's talking about the nasty hair now. <laughs> That's what it's all about. You've got to take the life of God that is in your inside your spirit, and then you use it to dominate and then clean out the signature in the flesh. Then you now fill the body with life. That the life of God be made manifest in your mortal flesh. I just got a tweet. When you know what that happens, then it's no longer mortal. The word mortal just means subject to death. You put the life of God in sufficient measure in your body; it will no longer be subject to death. Doesn't mean you cannot die. It just means that you control death. What I was preaching about in the Bible study—you'll live, you know, as long as you want. And even when you want to die, it'll be you and God that decide when you're going to die, like E.W. Kenyon, like uh, Gordon Lindsay, and some, you know, the great, it's not, it's not rocket science. Great saints have done what I'm telling you. They get up in the morning, like Gordon Lindsay's is very spectacular. Gordon Lindsay, and he died earlier, he died in his 70s, he didn't get to 80, but he, he believed that God had told him he'd finished what God wanted him to do. He called all his family. He called his, his, his children, his grandchildren. They, he was rich. You know, God has blessed him. They had this lovely house on a lake in an estate. I can't remember where it was in America, but I read the story. You know, they had a big party. Big celebration. <laughs> That's the way to go, folks. Big party. He was there. He was the one who had the party. <laughs> You know, and told all his children, oh, you do this, you do this. Wife, you know, everybody, you know, told everybody what everybody was going to do. I don't think he told them he was going to die. He just had the big celebration. Then he goes to church on Sunday. He's praising God. He's like this, and he dies like that. But what a way to check. Give God and Lindsay a super clap offering. <laughs> what a way to check. Talk about going in style. He's he he's on the platform? Because he was a senior pastor and all of that. He's like this. And he just dies. (laughs) I just got a tweet. You know what? He went up with the praises. (laughs) For God inhabits the praise of his people. (laughs) What a way to go. You can dominate death, you know. Guys have done it. You can do it. But there's a price to pay. Get back to the confession. So we crucify the sin nature and its lusts. In my soul and body that caused them. I receive mercy. Unto eternal life. To soften my heart. Remember that trap door? <laughs> you know. When it's stiff. You need the life of God to soften it. So that it will open. Are you listening to me? That stiffness is called stubbornness. It's called rebellion. But if you have. You see God's. Watch this. By nature God is not stubborn. By nature, do you understand? God is humble. So if you keep putting the nature of God into your will, your own will too will become humble. I receive mercy unto eternal life to soften my heart, to enable me to repent and to be faithful, receiving wisdom and instruction and have victory and triumph over judgment. That's not the end though. Where are the other... There's another there's another there's another confession where it says i submit to god you know then i submit to those under me you know then i submit to those above me where is it where is it aha here it is thank you pastor andrew it says i submit my will it's very important i, I don't think i'm gonna you know I, I don't think i'm gonna get to ability today <laughs> this is humility class two <laughs> because if you don't pass this one there's no point going to ability We'll mention it and then we'll, we'll, we'll take it next week. I submit my will. Everybody say, firstly, should so submit to will your will at three levels. Firstly, to God and his word through my what? Conscience. Even before you get born again, your conscience tells you what God wants you to do with reverence. Why? Because without God, I cannot survive spiritually. If you're a spirit, you will exist eternally. But if you're not submitted to God, it will be in the lake of fire. And you don't want to do that. I want amen. If you don't submit the will of God in your life. Your spirit because you are a part of God. God took a part of himself to make man. He breathed into man the breath of life. Men who don't get born again, they do not cease to exist in the spirit death is not cessation of existence. You will always exist. The question is where? Because you are made in the image and likeness of God, you are too big a security risk to be allowed to be roaming throughout the universe. So, all spirits, human spirits made in the image and likeness of God, because of their potential capacity and power, they are more powerful than Satan. More powerful than Gabriel and the angels. There was those one they were not made in the image and likeness of God. We are. You have to understand that we are the capacity of our spirits and the strength of our spirits is on the God level. If it is not, if it is not properly policed, it will become a risk, it will become a danger to the rest of creation. So, in order to make sure that the rest of creation is safeguarded. God will incarcerate it in the jars of hell. That's why that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And any stupid men that follow them. Thank you, Pastor Wally, for that amen. I don't know when we talk about hell, people don't say amen. You're not going there now, so why can't you say amen? Say amen! <laughs> it's people, who are, people are afraid Maybe they are going there. That's the ones who can't say amen. You are sure you are not going to help you say
0: amen.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> hmm. I submit to those, this second level, to those in authority over me, spiritual fathers and mothers, pastor, husband, parents, anybody in authority over you, with reverence. Why? Because without them, you cannot survive physically. And you cannot progress. This is not God, though. this is men. You can't survive. Scripture. Honor your father and your mother. That it may be well with you. And that you will live long upon the earth. Without them, you can't survive long. Insult your father. God forbid. Insult, dishonor your mother. Either spiritual or biological. You're just cutting your life short. Hey, you see, they didn't say amen again. <laughs> God forbid, bad thing. <laughs> the truth. You're not going far. You want to go far? You have to. God taught me all of these things. Humble yourself. And they're not Christians. They don't understand the word of God. Humble yourself. They may not, they may not know some things you know. But there are other things they know you don't know. You know why they were born before you. The Yorubas have a saying, no matter how many new clothes a young person has, he cannot have as many rags as an elderly person. Pastor Roda told me one Igbo proverb, same thing. He says that what an elderly man sees when he's sitting down, he said, the young man, if he climbs the tallest palm tree or Iroko tree, can't see it. It's different in experience. That's an evil. Yeah, same thing. Different words, but the same interpretation. They There is something about age and experience and years you can't buy it with money. And what can make the difference in your life between life and death? Maybe because your daddy just said, don't do that. How do you, does he know? It's Because he's older than you. (laughs) And he has been on earth longer than you. He may not have Holy Ghost like you. But there are certain things he knows. You know why? You were not here in 1940. (laughs) (laughs) They were. They have seen things that you have never seen. So when they say, really? Really? In our language, language, take it easy. They have had experiences. I said, this person, I've learned, I learned when my parents were still alive. I learned to listen to them. Not everything. They they didn't know everything. But, you know, the the issue is reverence. Just have the right heart. God will show you when they're telling you something that's of vital importance. How many people remember Jethro? Uh, You know, you know why God told me, they'll be saying scripture, scripture, scripture. (laughs) Jethro was not born again. He he didn't have Holy Ghost. Uh, Moses was the leader of the Israelites. He had the Holy Spirit. Jethro was just an ordinary chief in Midian, but he was his father-in-law. And Moses was there ruling the people every day, you know. They had come out of Egypt, you know. The people, everybody had a problem, come to Moses. His father in law calls him to decide. Oma quo. <laughs> I said it in our language deliberately. You will die. You. If you continue like this, he said, You will wear yourself out. He said, Seek out men of wisdom. Small things, let them give to them. Then any important thing that they can also they bring to you so you can rest. Moses took the advice, and God confirmed it. And giving gave him captains over tens, captains over hundreds, and captains over thousands. It didn't come from a spirit-filled man.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service. And build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.